Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Light in the Morning podcast. I'm excited to welcome to Margo Lemmark. Margo, what's going on? I guess we're in the mid of summer, and uh, it's hustle and bustle and uh, craziness for sure. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you, Neil. It has been a busy summer, but I love it. It's fun to be outside and busy. Exactly. It's awesome to be fun outside and busy and you never know where you're going to go and what's going to happen. So we've been discussing the book and we've had some really interesting stories, but every time it points back to Margot in a lot of ways that your spirit does not leave you after you die, that that memory, even though not just memories that we talked about before, not just the memory, but not just the uh, love that person and you know the memories that we have in pictures but the spirit lives on correct right and that's something that's sometimes missing for people to understand that when they pass on that you still have that spirit near you you have it there and can really bring you back at times and surprising things yeah exactly and and you know the spirit does live on and it lives on on its own, but it also lives in our heart. And we talked about that in one of the, one of the interviews. And that's the purpose of grieving is in remembering and everything and taking that time when someone dies to, to just sort of get them resituated in your heart so that they never leave you. And that's why grieving is so important. And we've talked about that before, but um, yeah, I think one, one point of my book, the point of my book, one of the points is that we don't die. And, you know, this next chapter that we're talking about really brings that message home. Um, and I quoted my brother um, in the very last line of the book, you know, when he told me he didn't die. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just so hard because we can't see them, we can't hear them, we can't talk to them. It's so hard to realize that they're still alive, but they are. And that's where my book, I think, is really giving people hope because they believe my stories, they're true. <laughs> and um, this this particular chapter is, is really, really points to that, I think. I think it's kind of the heart of the book regarding that message. So let's talk about chapter four. And like you said, this is a lesson when you had to write this chapter, you said this is one of the biggest chapters that kind of really uh, took you right going back and writing, right? Yes, yes, yes. Because it's this is the chapter why I wrote the book. Um, you know, when my brother died, that that was it. I just went kind of inward and, and I just thought, well, I had been told 20 years ago to write this book. And uh, when my brother died, I decided, okay, now I'm going to write the book and whatever comes out. And I had no idea what was going to come out, but whatever comes out will be my living memorial to my brother. And um, so, yeah, I would say that this is kind of the heart of the book. Um, Do you want me to just tell you about it or? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So when Mike died, um, it's a long story, but just cutting to the chase. Every single night, I had a dream of my brother. Every single night after he died, I had a dream of him. And, you know, we've been talking about these real dreams that I have. And real dreams are when people come to you in a dream and they are really there. And they have a message and they're they're literally there. It's different than a kind of a wispy, incoherent dream. And so every single night he came to me in a dream. And in the dream, he he tried to get the people who were, who were in my dream to see him. 
He tried to get me to see him. I could see him. Nobody else could see him. People would talk to me, but they wouldn't talk to him. And every single night, it was a different dream, different people, but he was in it, getting up real close to me in the dream so that whoever I was talking to in the dream, that person could see him too. It was very interesting. And um, so this went on for, for oh, I don't know, I don't know how long. I'm losing track of time, maybe a couple of weeks or something like that. And um, his best friend called me one night, and, and it's the friend whose home he died in. And his name is Steve. And he called me and he goes, Margo, I'm having the weirdest dreams of Mike every night. I said, me too. And he said, he's coming to me every single night. I said, me too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what, what happened was in talking to him, we both realized that Mike didn't know he was dead. He didn't know he had died. And that's why he was coming so vividly in these dreams to say, I'm right here. No, I'm right here. Here I am. Here I am. And and Steve had the very same experience. So when we realized that, it, it was huge. I mean, that was really something. So I talked to a friend of mine that night, and I said, what do I do? He doesn't know he's dead. He said, you need to tell him. And so what I did that night then is I sat on my bed. And I told him that he was here, but he's not physically in the body anymore. Oh my and that's why he's, wow. yeah. And that's why he sees me crying every day. And that's why he, people aren't talking to him. And, and it's so interesting, Neil, because what happened was when I told him that, I could see him. I could feel him realizing what I was saying, like realizing that whatever they were telling him on the other side, he was getting it now. It was making sense to him what they were telling him on the other side. I'm sure the guys were saying, hey, you're dead. You got to move on, you know. And when I told him and explained it to him and I was crying so hard and telling him when I did that, I could I could feel him realize it, realize what I was saying. And the interesting thing is that night I mean, it took me maybe half an hour or something, and I just cried myself to sleep after I was done talking to him. And that night, he didn't come back in a dream, and he never did again. Those dreams were over. He realized he was dead. He realized he'd left his body. Isn't that interesting? That's so interesting. I mean, and I start thinking about that, and those things uh, to, do come out, especially when they talk about certain things where people were you know, rooms or houses are haunted in certain ways and uh, it's because of of spirits. And then you're telling me this, a guy named Mike Anthony did a big thing on a Netflix about it and story about his grandfather and stuff. So you'd never know. And then they had to go to, I guess a a medium to find out this is real. This is not okay. Well, Mm -hmm. all right. Okay. Well, you just mentioned a medium. Well, what I did is after he stopped coming to me in dreams, I, I had a, a scheduled um, memorial, uh, memorial service from, for his friends here. And so we just had a dinner at my house with about a dozen people. He didn't live here, so it was just my friends that knew him. And um, at the end of that dinner, I, and we watched, we watched movies of his life and, and photographs. You know, we had a slideshow, and the slideshow was mostly his photographs because he was a professional photographer. And so it was a very sad, solemn evening. And at the end, I said to my friend Deborah, who is 
Um, I don't know how to explain her. She's way, be- it's not psychic. It's way beyond that. She, she has the ability to communicate right. on other levels okay. very mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. So I asked her if she could find Mike and just if she could check on him. Cause now I know he's not there anymore. And she said, yeah, call me tomorrow night. So the next night, um, and it was when I, I, I was in a hotel in Charlotte and I was on my way to a funeral in Eau Claire. We had done the one in L.A. I had this memorial service at my house and now I was going to our hometown. So I was in a hotel and I called her and Neil, she took me on a shamanic journey. That's the only thing I can call it. Okay. And yeah, she had me do this breathing exercise and get me all ready and then she yeah yeah she she had me walk she had me create this path to walk down and so i created this path in the woods in north carolina you know i could feel the damp leaves under me Mm -hmm. i could feel the wind and the sun through the trees everything went on this journey and i won't go through the journey because it's it's in the book and it's fascinating but at one point she had me stop and she said do you see the meadow in front of you and i said yes and she said look across the meadow She said, is Mike there? And I went, yes, (laughs) he was there. I just burst out crying because there he was. And I can't, oh, I'm going to cry. I can't even tell you what it is like when you get to be with this person again after they have died. Neil, it's just like they are in real life. It's just, yeah, yeah, he came over and hugged me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a real hug. It's the real everything about him. And oh, I can't even tell you. So that experience of finding my brother. And then she told me, she said, um, he's been waiting for you. He wanted to say goodbye. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So that, that story is just incredible. There is so much more to the story. That's kind of the crux of it. But um, I don't know if we're running out of time or if I can tell you one yeah, more thing. Go ahead and tell, yeah, definitely tell us one more thing. Yeah. Okay. So, you, you know, the, the message I got from Mike, I, I didn't, I, I was just, I, I, I came to terms with his death then because of that. I felt so much better. I knew he was alive. And, and so you can't imagine how you feel when you know that that spirit is still out there. You know, you just can't see them. So I didn't have another dream with Mike until a year later. and It was right around the anniversary of his death. So now I have another real dream. And he comes to me and I'm like, Mike, my God, you know, I'm so excited, you know, to see you. And 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 I started talking a mile a minute and I said to him, I said, you know, Mike, I need to know when am I going to see you again? I just I, I can't wait to see you again and be with you again. And he said to me, it's not about when we will see each other again. It's so much more than that. And I was really surprised at his response. And I said, like what? And he said, it's about what you do. Now, mm, wow. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I I was really taken by that. I was, I was like, what? What does that even mean? You know? And I realized then with him in this dream that it's not about who you're with in this lifetime. It is about what you do with who you are with, how you are being with who you are with, who you are with comes and goes. We have family, they come and go. We have a spouse or something. Mm -hmm. They're there a lot. Some people are there more than others. Some people are just there once. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is how you are being with the person you are with. 
Ah, that's that's so <laughs> interesting. Very, very Isn't it? Isn't it? You know, I have to say I was almost disappointed because I'm like, no, I want to know when I'm going to be with you again. But I'll tell you, I took that so deep. And I thought about it when I woke up, and I took it so deep in my heart. And ever since then, just like every other message changed me so completely, this one, I became so much more present with whoever I am with. And one day, it'll be Mike again. But until that time, I'm not yearning for him. I can't wait to see him. But I am just being you know, love the one you're with. <laughs> yes, I'm just yes. being a hundred percent with the people that I'm with. And so what a gift he gave me because I was very attached to him, you know, still am, you know, but, but he really gave me a gift in literally being in the moment with whoever you're with and just giving them your best, just giving them your best at every moment. Okay. All right. Uh, the best place to go purchase the book is go to lightinthemorning.com, but also you can go purchase it on Amazon, correct? Correct. Yep. Awesome. And I think that the, the story, this story just goes back to, it's more than you being an undertaker's daughter. You ha have had uh, some pretty interesting death experiences to love your loved ones in this chapter for sure definitely brought it up. So if you guys can't wait to like read the whole thing, just go purchase it now and uh, appreciate you coming by Margo. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Neil. Take care. Okay. See ya. Uh -huh. Bye-bye. All right. That was the light morning podcast guys. Take care.